Today's episode is brought to you by Canva. Uh, We're all looking for ways to make an impact at work, but not all of us are skilled in visual design. A Canva helps you get your point across uh, simply and beautifully. It's easy to design Canva presentations, docs, whiteboards, and videos. You start with a designer-made template and customize it with your content. Uh, plus, add graphics, charts, and more from Canva's massive media library. Whatever department you work in, Canva is perfect for any task. Sales decks, hiring docs, marketing brainstorms, employee videos, you name it. Anyone at work can design with Canva. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. This episode is brought to you by Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast, and hears from the minds transforming healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more with the help of AI. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up? This is your boy, Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Welcome to BrainStuff from HowStuffWorks.com, where smart happens. I am Marshall Brain with today's question, where did the moon come from? This question became famous because of Bill O'Reilly, but it's a classic how stuff works kind of question, so let's take a look at it. It's a basic tenet of science that everything in nature has some kind of explanation. So therefore, the moon has to have some kind of explanation. It had to come from somewhere or something, and scientists have been thinking about this and pondering this for a long time. They've come up with a number of theories that didn't really work when they looked at them deeper. So one example would be that the Earth and the Moon formed together. When the solar system was forming, there was an accretion process that allowed dust to accumulate into planets, and perhaps the Moon formed in the same way the Earth formed, and they formed next to each other and became this kind of orbiting system. 
There's a couple reasons why we can say that isn't the case, but one really good reason is the fact that the moon and the earth have different compositions. The amount of iron in the cores of these two planets is remarkably different. If they had formed together, you'd expect them to be the same. So that, along with other things, kind of rules that out. Another theory that scientists came up with was the centrifugal force idea. The idea that the Earth formed with the solar system and it was much bigger than it is today and it was spinning extremely quickly and a chunk of it in the molten state just kind of flung off as a blob and that became the moon. So scientists looked at that, and they thought about it, and they modeled it with computers. And there's a couple problems with that theory, the main one being that the Earth would have to be spinning way too fast for it to fling a chunk of itself off. And it, if it had been spinning that fast when the moon was formed, then it would be spinning much faster than it is today. A day wouldn't be 24 hours long. It would be much, much shorter. Another theory is some kind of asteroid capture event. So an asteroid comes by and it somehow gets caught in Earth's gravitational field and it becomes our moon. The problem with this theory is that there would have to be something that would break the asteroid or slow it down once it approached Earth. And the atmosphere is one thing that could have done that. But because of the size of the moon and the thickness of Earth's atmosphere and a couple other things, that theory doesn't really work very well either. But it probably is what happened with the little moons that are surrounding Mars right now. A fourth theory is the one that most scientists are currently pretty comfortable with. And the basic idea here is pretty easily stated. A planet-like object with a size roughly equal to Mars hit planet Earth shortly after these two bodies formed, you know, maybe 50 million years after these two bodies formed, and the moon was formed by matter that was ejected into orbit by that collision. So it would have been a massive collision with a lot of energy, and these objects would have formed into another molten ball and a chunk just was blasted out into orbit and it would have been blasted out into orbit probably as as bits and pieces that would have formed or aggregated together to create the moon that we have today science is based on evidence so what evidence do we have to support this view of the moon's origin one piece of evidence came back from the Apollo moon missions the moon rocks collected by the Apollo astronauts support this theory Another thing that supports it is the size of the core of the moon. As mentioned earlier, the core of the moon, being of iron, is much smaller than the core of the Earth, and that fact is easily explained by some kind of collision event. In that event, mostly mantle would have been ejected into the uh, into orbit around Earth rather than the iron core, it's thought, and so the moon would therefore have less iron in its core as a result. Another th piece of evidence is the canting of the Earth's rotational axis. You know, the fact that the axis is tilted and this is what gives us our seasons and the length of the Earth day. 
and another is the distance of the moon from the earth and the increase in that distance over time. So you take pieces of evidence like this and they work together with each other to support the theory that the moon was created by a collision event. There's a great deal of material available through Google if you'd like to increase your scientific understanding of the moon's origin. It really is an interesting question if you think about it. And, you know, in theory, you could come up with another idea for where the moon came from. And if you have the evidence, you could bring it forward and, and create another scientific discovery. That's how science works. Be sure to check out our new video podcast, Stuff from the Future. Join House of Work staff as we explore the most promising and perplexing possibilities of tomorrow. The House of Work's iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.